What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. My name is Pam. And I'm Jeremy. Thank you so much for tuning in for yet another episode. We are so excited to have you listening once again and we've got a fun episode planned for this week we are diving into the words of kelly clarkson we have gone through each and every song every song in the kelly songbook and we have plucked out some of our favorite lyrics and you might say to yourself well that's a pretty big ask and we would say yes it was It was a long task. It took a lot of time, hours upon hours upon hours of time to narrow them down to our favorite (laughs) Kelly lyrics. I don't know why I'm really intense. I know. I don't know why I'm making this so grandiose. I was like, I did not spend hours and hours doing this. (laughs) Come on. It's theater of the mind. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, but yeah, this was fun. Um, I know someone requested that we do this Mm -hmm. and I'm trying to pull up who it was. So... I'll give that person a shout out by the end of the episode. Yeah. I don't know if I can do it on the spot right now, but I have it written down somewhere. Anyway, yes. Favorite lyrics. One reason why a lot of us are big fans of Kelly's is because she does write a good amount of her music. Mm-hmm. And even the ones that she doesn't write, that's okay. Because she has said before, generally speaking, she won't sing something unless she feels it. Right. So, yes. We've each chosen approximately 10 lyrics mm-hmm. um it was hard because there are some uh there are more than i would have wanted to choose but yeah we wanted to keep it to uh not being here for three hours yeah. so- yes i gotta be really honest too i don't know if i want to necessarily shackle myself to these being in the order that i've put oh, them in for sure because as you know, I mean, tastes change and, you know, some days you're hot on a song, other days you're cold on a song. And so some days a lyric might speak to you a little louder than it would on a different kind of day. So for, for at least for me, these lyrics are speaking to me at this moment in time, but talk to me again in a couple of months and I might feel entirely different. Correct. Exactly. And I found out this was actually a question that was submitted for um, our mailbag episode that we didn't end up answering because we wanted to do a full episode on it. So mm-hmm. this is from Michelle. So thanks for asking this, Michelle. Yes. Thank Here's you, Michelle. Here's your hour, or <laughs> however long this turns into. Here's your answer. Yes. So yeah. It's an hour long um, mailbag episode. Yeah. <laughs> just one um, question. Just one question. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to start? I will start. Yes. Uh, I'm going to start with my number 10 lyric. I, Pam, I literally oh, re I, wrote them by hand out. I... Copied and pasted from Google uh-huh. slash memory and did not rank them. I was just going to do them kind of rapid fire, like random. Okay. So should I, should I rank them? If you want to rank them, you can. I don't I'm, know if I want to. Okay. So let's, since, since I'm a little wishy-washy about it, let's say that these aren't necessarily in any sort of particular order, but these are amongst our top 10 lyrics yes. as of this moment right now in 2010, uh, 2010. What, what year is it? <laughs> 
Back, we- <laughs> back in time, these were our favorite lyrics. What freaking oh. year is it? 2021. Come on, man. 2021. This Good is why grief. we usually record these earlier in the day once we, well, at least for me, once I've had my caffeine yeah. in the evening because of scheduling and yeah. I'm delirious and you've been awake for a while. I've been, so. al- I've been awake for uh, 15 hours already. So I'm- I've been awake for 11. <laughs> which is not much, but whatever. No. Anyway. Normally we're fresher in the morning. All right, you are. I'm not. I'm going to start with uh, my first lyric here. I'm going to call it number ten, but you know, obviously, what we've already said. All right, number ten. My lyric comes from Longshot, and I love this lyric. My heart beats, beats me senselessly. Why is everything got to be so intense with me? That that lyric speaks to me. Yeah, dancing along. I I I like like that. that. I like the idea of just asking yourself, why does everything have to be so much why does it got to be so intense with me why can't i just have a normal feeling i feel when i was doing this i'm like wow this is gonna be like a my second therapy session for the week (laughs) i was just thinking about that um no i think i think i I agree i think so this was this one was written by Katy perry i didn't actually go through the like no writers for all of these but that one i just you know i know off top yeah the top of my head because we have her demo um, I yeah, I love that lyric. It's also just it's fun to say as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Say it again. Why is everything gotta be so intense with me? Yeah, I yeah. Like and, it, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we get so caught up like in our jobs and like yeah. or school or just whatever, and it's hard to kind of just be like breathe. Honestly, this podcast like that's what it does for me, which is nice. I'm like, okay, this is why my one hour or two of the week to like not be intense and not be so like. <laughs> I also like when she delivers this line in the song, she does pop the note on the word intense and it, it kind of, you know, really brings that whole line home by her putting the extra emphasis on the word intense. intense. Yes. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, again, this is going to be very like, ooh, we're going to talk about our feelings today. I, <laughs> I didn't, I wasn't planning on that, but I, it, it might work. Okay. So I think the first one I'm going to do is from The War Is Over. Mm, good choice. It's, uh, I'm, I, I, it's, uh, I'm finally walking away because you don't deserve me and you're not worthy. Ooh. It's like, that's like pretty, like, that takes a lot of, I was going to say balls, but that too. Chutzpah. Chutzpah. Yeah. Um, to have that kind of confidence being like, you don't need me. Mm-hmm. Or I don't, I don't need you. You need me sort of right. thing. Right. Yeah. I've always liked that one. Yeah. There's one thing that's, that she is so good at in her delivery of lyrics is that she can, and, and this sort of goes back to the first lyric that I shared as well, where she can make certain words emphasize that will almost nearly change the entire meaning or the entire delivery of an entire lyric. And that's another one where, you know, the war is over is a bit more of a down tempo song. And so when you have a a, a ballad like that, or a song that is a little bit of a slower tempo, the words mean a lot more because they are so much clearer and they just stand out that much more. I don't, I'm, I'm yeah. sort of no. circling the drain here, but I'm, yeah. what I'm trying to say is that when you have a song like war is over, the words just pop harder 
than they would in like your standard banger that you would hear on any given record. Yeah, because I feel like with like a song like Stronger, for example, like, I mean, maybe, that, maybe that's a really bad example because it's so obviously empowering, but like it also the beat just gets you really fired up. So when you do have more of a ballad, you tend to listen to the words more mm-hmm. because the, 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 the music part of it um, is not necessarily as captivating as, say, like a really upbeat pop rock song. That's just, it's not necessarily good or bad. It's just the way it, it grabs someone's attention. So when you have a ballad or you have a slower tempo song, the lyrics are definitely going to stand out more. So 100%. Definitely. Um, yeah. I mean, I think The War is Over also is just a good representation of like the stronger album. Mm-hmm. It's definitely like a, you know, F you to whoever treated me like crap and I'm awesome. <laughs> and that's pretty much that. So I really like that one. Yes. Good choice. Uh, I'm I'm sticking around on the All I Ever Wanted album for my next lyric. And this one's coming from I Do Not Hook Up. And I, there is, you know, I I, I always forget how sassy of a song this is. I chose a lyric from this song as well. Yeah. It's like interesting. And this is actually one of my, my favorite lyrics just because I like how it has some honesty to it, but at the same time, it's Kelly saying that, she is definitely the better woman than who she is replacing or the one that uh, that she's standing in for. Uh, and yes. the line is, I can't cook, no, but I can clean up the mess she left. I love that. I'm glad <laughs> it's not the one I thought of. Yeah. But it's this, you're, you're clearly a fan of these Katy Perry songs. I really kind of am. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> look, I, I'm a, I, I have unapologetic Katy Perry fan. Yeah. I, th- I do think that she can write a really great pop song. And so it's probably no surprise that, you know, her sort of two major contributions to Kelly are uh, my first two lyrics that I chose, but she just has a really, she has a great way of writing just a really sassy line that will stay with you after you're done listening to a song. I'm really sad that the lyric, the lyric from the demo didn't stay. In the, in the, in the Remind me what that was. Cause I can't remember what it is. Because I've only this heard the demo a couple maybe times. Maybe this episode might be PG thirteen. <laughs> it's instead of keep your heart on your like keep your heart on your sleeve. It's keep your thing in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I forgot about that. Oh man, that I haven't heard that demo in a minute. So yeah, that, yeah. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad you reminded me of that. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I'm gonna con- I'm gonna continue because I will choose my lyric from the same song. Um, okay, I think it's actually from the it's actually from the same verse which is kind of ironic it's this may not last but this is now so love the one you're with that sounds like it's going to be on like a successories poster or like some sort of like inspirational like number a, like a live laugh love sort of yeah. situation <laughs> stencil yeah. that on your wall suburbia but i <laughs> oh God, right? but i really like it because i feel like i don't know i'm so not the person who lives in the moment i'm always like chasing the next thing being like mm-hmm. is, my, is what i'm doing right yeah um so I think it's really awesome instead of questioning everything that you're constantly doing, just being like, you know what, this is what you're doing right now and it might not work out, but it might work. Mm-hmm. So just like own it and try not to think too much because I have a really bad habit of thinking too much. So I've always really enjoyed that line. Nice. A lot. Um, I think as much as I don't love the title of the song 
Again, I have no issue with the message. I just think, I think lyrically it's fantastic. Yeah. And again, props to Katy Perry on this one. But yeah, this is sort of a, this is sort of the single that gets forgotten from this particular yeah. album. And, and we're, we're still a couple of weeks away from our breakdown of this particular album. And, you know, to kind of give you a little bit of a preview, I mean, yeah, I do not hook up, which was the second single from the album. Uh, it just kind of, it, it gets a little overshadowed because already gone was such a huge song. And I think even, you know, people think about uh, all I ever wanted, the song itself, uh, over, over, uh, this particular single. And it is one of the like more fun. Kelly's songs, uh, it's sort of, uh, you know, they always say that she's got sort of a boy bash song on each album. And, you know, this back to back with my life are both, you know, really, really uh, a great one two punch to start this yeah. album. I always forget the song exists. I mm-hmm. will totally admit that. So um, I think the lyrics are really clever. So yeah. good job, Katy Perry. Uh, my number eight on my list is from a different album this time. In fact, this one is my first of several entries from the My December album. Ooh, yeah, I feel like we're going to have some overlap here. <laughs> yeah, and I was actually surprised that I took as much from the My December album as I did. However, once I thought about it a little bit more, it actually made a lot of sense because that is Kelly's most personal record. Next, I mean, I would probably even say the closest next thing would probably be either piece by piece or possibly meaning of life. Uh, but either way, I mean, there's a lot of gut wrenching stuff on this album. And so several songs from that album made my list. Uh, this particular one actually is not necessarily one of the more gut wrenching songs. Uh, it's just a lyric that I really vibe to and it's from one minute. And so the lyric is, Always a different song playing in your head. Just when you think you've got it down out of nowhere, you realize it's different music. Play it now. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. What made you choose that? There is something very like ethereal, very existential about that line that I really clung to because I'm like, yeah, you know, just when you think you've got a situation figured out, you feel like, you know what? I know what's coming at me. Something changes. And now you're completely on a different page. And I mean, God, if that is not a metaphor for life, just in general, I don't know what is. And so when I, when I came across that lyric, I just thought, dang that speaks and that like that speaks hard so i you know i kept coming back to that one because this was sort of one of the ones that was originally kind of fringe for me and then the more i just kind of sat on it and and thought about it i was like man that's that actually slaps like i like that lyric a lot that really makes you think so that's a good one for me yeah it's like having to constantly be prepared for like crisis management (laughs) yes exactly (laughs) work (laughs) i like that um let's see I'm going to choose, I'm going to choose stronger. That'll be my next one. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I chose, uh, doesn't mean I'm lonely when I'm alone. I like that. Um, you know, so a lot of people think, you know, you know, I'm at that prime age right now where it's like, why aren't you married or why aren't you engaged? Oh yeah. I'm at that prime age now. So (laughs) I'm kind of like, listen, I'm doing me. I'm having, I'm living my life right now. And like, doesn't matter if, you know, um, if you're alone, it doesn't mean you're lonely, Mm -hmm. you know? So I I just, it's a nice reminder to 
older generations that uh, times are changing and there's no right or wrong answer as to where you are in your life. And that's well said. My little, thank you. I've been having a lot of feelings about this lately. Can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> man, you I were, told you guys, it's it's literally therapy again. Yeah, I was going to say, um, this is a, you weren't kidding, man. Dang. All right. So for my next one on number seven, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit on this one because I couldn't pick one singular line. So I'm going to do sort of a, it feels like I'm cheating because this it's is okay. sort of I not, did the same thing. Okay. I did. Yeah. I just put the whole song of Shivas <laughs> because <laughs> oh, that's so, I mean, those How about just the line you are crap. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. Um, the, the vulnerability in that song and just how bad every line like cuts is yeah. just, I mean, it is seriously a difficult song in some cases to listen to because it is so brutally honest and i love it yeah i love it it's such a f you yeah oh man i mean i mean i'm just i'm trying to think of like just some of the lines that you know speak from this particular like there's the um you know baby don't you try to hold my hand maybe you should just keep your eyes on your new girlfriend um i mean i'll take i'll take the shivas instead over your bed yeah yeah <laughs> i mean the it's, I mean, look, the, the production of the song and the song as a whole is no sort of like masterpiece or anything, but the lyrics are just so like, it's, it's unlike almost anything else she's ever done. It is just so incredibly vulnerable and no punches are pulled in these lyrics. And it's, I mean, I would not want to be the person who's on the other end, the receiving end of these lyrics. If, you know, if I were dating somebody and they, you know, said, Oh, Hey, I wrote you a poem so <laughs> slash song and I got shivis. Oof. Yeah. That's going to kill. That's going to hurt. Yeah. That's, I know. I didn't even think of going and looking into shivis lyrics. That's a good one. Yeah. And, and, and like, I tried, I tried to pull an individual line or two out of there. And I just, I could not settle on any one particular line. And so yeah. I don't know. It, it's just the whole song is just like stellar lyric. Yeah, absolutely. Um, let's see what my next one is. Again, I have a lot of like depressing ones. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to choose a not depressing one. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with second wind. Good choice. Um, it's, but don't you know that it's the lows that make the highs so sweet? Maybe that's depressing, but I think it has an, a positive message where it's like, yeah, sometimes bad situations come up, but that's what makes the good ones even better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I like I like that breakdown. I should have my therapist listen to, to this episode <laughs> so she sees how much progress I'm making. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Aren't I doing great? Yeah. No, I, I I really do like that one. So shout out to Marin Morris for did did she write on this or did she just? I think it's just straight up Marin's song. Okay, because I yeah. knew. I mean, I knew like it, it was her song. But I wasn't sure if she wrote it. So yeah, shout out to Marin. That's mm -hmm. a that's a really awesome line, and it, it's true. You know, I mean, sometimes life throws us really bad curveballs, and then you realize that okay, there you know, there's some really awesome moments too, and you know you can have just one yes so. absolutely yeah, nice choice uh, i think this next song i think is my only 
well, I mean, I guess I got sort of one other one, but I don't really have any giant hits on my list. So this is probably the biggest hit of the whole list. And I, cause I, I tried not to be stereotypical or I, I try not to make it too easy and just, you know, pull. You're, you're taking after me finally. You're doing more <laughs> uh, deep, deep. Cuts. Yes. Yes. Uh, but you know, there's still, you know, there's still something to be said about because of you and the fact of, you know, the, the lore that we all know about when she wrote the song and the subject matter and believe me, and this is a spoiler alert coming up. I've got because of you sequel coming up as well. Um, but, but either way, um, you know, there, because of you is another one of those songs that is just so heartbreaking to, to really sit down and read the lyrics and, and know where she's coming from in this. And so, uh, the lyric that I chose was because of you, I find it hard to trust not only me, but everyone around me because of you, I'm afraid. And, you know, that line itself is repeated multiple times in the song. And I don't think that that's any sort of accident because um, it really spoke to the relationship that she had with her family when she was younger. And it's something that I can definitely relate to. You know, I grew up without a dad. He, he scooted when I was like six months old. And so because of you and later on piece by piece itself, you know, those are two songs that really, really struck a chord with me. No pun intended that, you know, I say, okay, you're living my experience as well. And this totally tracks with me as well. And, but either way, I mean, this, this song is, you know, one of Kelly's biggest hits, massive fan favorites. And I think sometimes you know, you never really stop and just think about the lyrics that you're singing and the fact of like how much pain is actually behind some of those words. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, I'm getting all, you know, therapisty over here yeah. myself, but, but yeah, I mean, that, that song has, has always had sort of a, a special place in my heart. And I, I, you know, take the lyrics very literally whenever I hear them. And so I, I definitely could not make this list without that song. I think it's interesting because obviously that song, she relates to so much and unfortunately it has kind of come back again in her life recently but the line this is not one of my this is not one of the things i chose but uh, because of you i'm ashamed of my life because it's empty i always just found that really interesting that she cut that out yeah um performances in later years i am wondering if that would ever make a comeback not that i need it to because it's just it's a painful lyric and no one really never needs to like relive those experiences, but I'm just kind of curious given recent circumstances. I don't know. Well, and I also wonder if maybe that line was taken out just because of the changes in her life at the time, uh, you know, by, you know, later in her career, you know, she is married, she's got kids and it seems weird to sing that you're ashamed of your life and to even refer to your life as being empty when again at the time you had yeah. what we all considered to be a very happy marriage and you've got two great kids so i can understand why that's why that line came out and i would actually be surprised actually if it ever came back just because yeah. i think that her her world right now is different than even still than it was back when she wrote this song and i think that that line may not pertain to her anymore and i and i think that it's an interesting case study because 
I don't know a, a ton of examples of artists who go back and sort of revise some of their songs, let alone a massive hit and take out things that no longer apply. Because a lot of times you'll have artists who say, you know what, this song reflects a a point in my life and how I felt at that point in my life. This is a snapshot of a time in my life. And now I go back and I sing about that. And she is sort of amending previous thoughts to say, you know what, that doesn't apply anymore. So I don't feel comfortable singing that part anymore. And again, that's kind of a rare thing. You don't get that from artists very often. I mean, even when she recut the version with Reba um, in, what was that, 2008, mm-hmm. seven, eight, um, they took it out there. Yeah. So- you know, so I guess it was something that she cut out early. So I don't know. Might, might be pretty- worth, you know, writing that question down for, the, you know, the day that we someday talk with Kelly and be like, we're just interested. What was the reasoning yeah. behind taking that line out? Yeah. Oh, good. Good thinking. <laughs> um, all right. So my next line, um, I'm going to choose a really. I think it's a really stereotypical, not stereotypical, a really predictable answer mm-hmm. choice. Um, it is from Sober. I have two choices from Sober. I'm just going to read one for now and I'll read one later. The first one is the famous picked all my weeds, but kept the flowers. Um, a lot of people have this tattooed. I actually want this tattooed. I do have a tattoo idea. It's probably not going to happen anytime soon, but I do have an idea for this, but, um, it's just, you know, here's the thing. Sober came out, what, 14 years ago. I was really young when it came out. I'm not going to lie. I did not really resonate with this album as a whole when it came out because I was 14. I didn't have that much that went on in my life at 14 years old, you know, as many 14 year olds don't, um, you know, I hadn't, you know, been in love yet or had heartbreak and I was a kid. Um, so as I've gotten older, this album has resonated with me in a whole new light, both relationship wise, my personal life, musically, just so this lyric means a lot more to me now in 2021 than it did in 2007. So um, I read a, a quote recently. Um, I forgot who it was by, but it was really cool. It was basically like a lyric means, oh shoot, what did it say? It was basically something along the lines of like what a lyric means. It just means what it means to you. Mm-hmm. So my interpretation of a lyric can be totally different than Jeremy's, which I think is really awesome. So for me, Picked all my weeds, but kept the flowers. It's kind of along the lines of what Kelly has said about picking the, you know, as she said, the cancerous people out of your life and sticking with the good ones. That's part of it. For me, it's also picking all the doubt and bad thoughts that I have in my head and trying to stay positive and trying to stay realistic. So um, I've always enjoyed this lyric. And I think what I like about it is that it, it constantly has a different meaning for me as my life continues. Yeah. So. Yeah, there's my deep answer. Nice. I like that. Uh, my nice. next lyric is from a song that I think I am one of the few champions for, but yet- is it Einstein? No. <laughs> when, have I, <laughs> when have I ever gone to bat for Einstein on this I podcast? Know. I always I make it know. like the punchline. Uh, <laughs> but I chose a line from Whole Lotta Woman off of Meaning of Life. Oh, I hope we didn't choose the same lyric. Well, if we did, great, because you've actually taken one of mine as well. Uh, oh, no. The line that I took is just, it's a great line because it's, it shows where Kelly 
is slash was at that point in her life where she could stand on a stage and confidently say this. And, you know, it's funny that it juxtaposed next to the because of you line and and what we were talking about about the omitted line is that this is this sounds like two entirely different people. You know, the the Kelly that wrote because of you is not the same Kelly that wrote whole lot of woman. And so. The line that I chose was, I'm a strong, badass chick with class and confidence, Uh, which, by the way, for the longest time, I used to think that that line was, I'm a strong, badass chick with classic confidence. And I was just like, huh, what's classic confidence? It's really interesting because I forgot where it was. I've compared liner notes before. I think maybe CD and vinyl or... I've I've compared two official liner notes. I can't remember if it was like a CD and then like something that Team KC put out once. I can't remember, but they've even messed it up. Oh, have they? Both. Oh, okay. Well, maybe that's where I got it. No one really knows, but I'm pretty sure it's and. Yes, it's class and confidence. But I've heard so many people say classic and I've definitely seen Team KC post that at some point in the last four years yeah maybe Great lyric came out with like you know the lyric video or you know one of the little graphics yeah. that they posted some teaser lyrics or something too yeah but yeah it's just it's one of those really strong female empowerment lines you know that kelly is so known for and for her to you know to say this in us i mean this is an empowerment song from you know start to finish but this is sort of the the apex line of the entire song is, that, you know, I'm a strong, badass chick with class and confidence. And, you know, I think a lot of people, men and women, can aspire for that as well. And yeah. so I really, really love that line. And I always, you know, that's always the line that I kind of give a little extra punch when I'm singing along to the song. I love that line. Um, it's yeah, it's just it takes a a while for someone to get to the point where they can jet they can say that and genuinely mean it. Yeah. It's one thing to say it. It's another thing to mean it. So I like that one a lot. Um, now I feel bad. I took one of yours. Which no, don't. Was it the one? Was it the one from sober? It was sober. Yeah. That was sort of my number one. And I think I got to say that I, I do have a replacement. I can actually replace a line because okay. I have a, I had an 11th one just in case, but I you sort of, about sober though. yeah, I, I sort of, you know, used that line almost by default. Like, I think that was even the first one that I wrote down just because it is sort of, you know, the, there's the general populace, you know, I always, I always talk in the podcast about the, the 40 some year old mom who has Kelly songs on her workout mix. She's sort of the generic Kelly fan who just sort of knows some of her stuff. Doesn't get into the weeds like we do. No pun intended again. And they don't necessarily know the sober line, you know, they know, you know, since you've been gone, I can breathe for the first time. And, you know, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And, you know, miss independent, miss self-sufficient. Like they know those lines. It's the true, like nitty gritty ride or die fans that are like picked all my weeds, kept the flowers. And so it's sort of like our, our secret handshake lyric that we yeah. say back and forth to each other, knowing, okay, you're OG, like you know your stuff because you are down with this song. You're not just a surface level fan. And not that there's yeah. anything wrong with surface level fans, but it's sort of the line that is the one that is more uh ingrained with true hardcore fans. Yeah, a hundred percent. I love that. Um my next I'm gonna I'll I'll talk about my whole lot of woman lyric. Um, okay. 
there is no substance to this. I just think it's hilarious. And I am, it took me a while to really read the lyrics and realize what she meant. Um, it's higher than the leaves. They fall from trees like D-O-double-G. <laughs> <laughs> I just loved Kelly talking about getting stoned. That's really just, it's, or just the not even getting that- stoned, but just the, the, the comparison about being higher and then talking about like Snoop Dogg. Yeah. The fact that Kelly Clarkson shouts out Snoop Dogg in a song <laughs> is hilarious. It's amazing. Because, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't remember another time when she shouted out like a famous person or a celebrity by somewhat by name. And so the fact that, you know, it took this long into this album and yeah. it's that celebrity, you know, it's, it's sort of like, um, um, um except for, except for Albert Einstein. Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> We're not counting that, <laughs> but it's just so funny that like of all the artists and whatnot that she could have shouted out. I mean, it, it, now that you know, you think about it, the cadence of whole lot of woman. I mean, yes, there's a lot of singing, but it does have, I mean, I'm not calling a whole lot of woman a rap song by any stretch. As someone, as someone who has performed this with Kelly, uh-huh. you don't sing this. You yeah. basically rap it. Yeah. You, yeah. And you speak it. I, it. I sounded atrocious, but it's <laughs> awkward because you're, there's, it's hard to stay on melody. Like if you're, whoever's listening, sit in your room, play the song and try to sing along with it. You're talking for the most part. Yeah. It's kind of, it's not rapish, but it's not it's not straight up singing. So yes, oh in this is an ode to Snoop Dogg, this song. Nice. I like that. I'm just gonna call it Snoop Dogg song. But yeah, it took me <laughs> a while to realize that what she meant by like high and then D O double G. Yeah. I will not be surprised if someone listening to this right now is like, Whoa, I never made that connection. It took me a very long time. Yes. So, and on. and when she says trees in that line. Yeah, that's that, your hint. That's your hint. That's that's she's not talking <laughs> she's not talking about like ficus or oak or maple. Flowers. Yeah. Flowers from sober. No. <laughs> no. It's she's not that kind of tree, y'all. Quite the opposite. All right. So my next one, um, you know, the rest of my selections are either going to be from piece by piece or my December, which again, as I said earlier in the show, are two really Two really personal albums for Kelly, I think. And so it was pretty easy to pick these albums. However, that said, I don't think that this particular song is necessarily what you would consider a really deeply emotional, personal song. And that is Dance With Me. And there is just a there's there's one of those lines in that song or it's a combination of lines that paints a really sexy picture. I think I already know what you're saying. (laughs) Yeah. And every once in a while she does this. I mean, she can have like pretty sexy lyrics in her songs that you're just like, Ooh, yeah. Get it. Get it, girl. Get it, girl. Yeah. (laughs) I can't believe I just did that. (laughs) You're keeping uh, that in here. I owed for sure. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm going to do with it. But either way, I, I really dig this, uh, this, this couple of lines from Dance With Me. It's 4 a.m. and the room won't stop. My heart is pounding how your body rocks. Your body rocks. My lips, they quiver on your skin. Let's take this dance and just breathe you in. Breathe you in. I mean, <laughs> the way you were just reciting uh, that. <laughs> Like a poetry slam. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. No, I, I immediately when you said that, I'm like, that's what he's choosing. Because you can, I yeah. literally visualize someone on like a dance floor, like 
like a couple like dancing like uh-huh like getting it on like yep they're they're as looking weird at each other's sounds, eyes but that's every time i hear that that's immediately what i think of it paints a really really excellent picture you know and like you i picture two people on the dance floor looking into each other's eyes they've got that like sweat glisten going on and they're dancing so close that every once in a while like one of their lips like brushes across the other person and you're just like like some like fan fiction stuff (laughs) i mean (laughs) let's all settle in everybody we've got some dance with me fan fiction oh my god this is why we don't record in the evening That's right. Yeah, we're a little loopy. <laughs> but yeah, that, I mean, I, I love that line. I, I think it's just such a sexy line. And, you know, she's got a whole bunch of those. But that was the one in particular that I really dug and I really uh, latched on to. And I sort of I crack a smile every time I hear that line in the song. So yeah. I, I definitely had to include Good that. Good choice. Um, all right. So my next one is from um, Honestly. It's totally different um, vibe we're wow. going with compared to Dance yeah. It's pretty. It's this pretty simple line, and it's if you're hating me, do it honestly. Um, I've always interpreted this to be like, I don't know. A lot of people can be very passive aggressive. I think everyone's guilty of it from time to time, but I'm trying to not be more. <laughs> and I always recommend that people not be that way, um, and yeah. to try to have some open communication. And just be aware of, like, why something's bothering you. I mean, I'm not saying go around and hate people. I mean, you, you're more than welcome to. But my <laughs> point being is just, like, be honest with people and, like, just be open about, like, you know, what's going on. Like, if something's pissing you off, just, like, let them know and just be honest about it. So mm-hmm. it's a little, maybe a little off from what Kelly meant. But I don't know. I just always thought that was – I always – it was always a really interesting lyric because you don't really have people being like, hate me, but be honest about it. Why do you hate me? It's just, right. it's refreshing. Well, and it's like you said earlier, and you didn't say it in so many words, but music and lyrics especially are so subjective that, you know, two people are not going to get the same thing out of the lyrics of a song, uh, the same exact thing. I mean, yeah. they're going to hear different things. You know, they're living two completely separate lives. And so they may attach certain lines and certain lyrics to scenarios in their lives. And one might be a very positive case. The other might be a very negative case. And then at that point, you've got two people who are listening to the same song who think it's about completely different things. Yeah. And again, that's the beauty of music and the beauty of a really well-crafted lyric that it can be easily interpreted in many different ways. And the the other nice thing is that for the most part, the songwriters don't give you the idea that there is a right or wrong answer for how you interpret lyrics. I mean, there are some that are very pointed and they're definitely talking about something very specific and you're going to have those, but you're also going to have many more open-ended songs that are completely able to be interpreted. However, the listener chooses, you know, you can have a very up-tempo song that can make somebody cry, or you could have somebody listen to a ballad and get totally pumped up. It's just the way music is. And it's really cool. I love that. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and also, like, depending on where you are in your life, your opinion or feeling of a song or a lyric is going to change. That's just yeah, depending on, you know, just with, you know, how life turns out. So, yeah. I think my next lyric is definitely in the therapy realm, Pam. So, so, so are I, the next three of mine. You're good. I'll say, so I don't know if you want to listen up to this or, or yeah. hell, it may even be a lyric that you probably chose because it feels very uh, therapeutic. 
we'll say. I'm all ears. Uh, and this is another one of my selections from my December, and it's from Maybe. And okay. I picked I picked a line that I always bump on every time I listen to the song. Uh, and I think it's maybe because the the music underneath when she sings this kind of dies out. It's kind of in a rest mode. And so it's almost pure uh, lyric yeah. at this point of the song. And it's when she says, I don't want to be tough and I don't want to be proud. I don't need to be fixed. And I certainly don't need to be found. And I mean, you heard what we just said about how different people can pick out different things from lyrics. This one for me, I think a lot of people know exactly what she's talking about here. And there is just something so vulnerable and, and yet also very strong about that lyric that just says essentially, look, I know I got issues. I got this. Like, I don't need you. I will work on myself. I've got this. You don't need to try to run and be my hero and rescue me. I got this. Yeah. I love that. I was actually, it wasn't the, I, I have a lyric from maybe that I chose. That was my alternate. So I did not choose that, but I, I, I love that. So I'm just yeah. going to say my lyric for maybe, and then we will discuss it all. Um, yeah. my lyric is the opening. It's I'm strong, but I'm brave, but I break. I'm stubborn and I make plenty of mistakes. Yeah, I'm hard, and life with me was never easy to figure out, to love. I'm jaded, but oh so lovely. It's really, in my eyes, it's saying, yeah, I'm not perfect. I have a lot of things that are wrong with me. I'm messed up, but I'm still worth it, and I'm working on myself as well. So I think, yeah, it's a lot of what you said. It's like, you know, people are doing their thing, and no one's perfect, but, like, that that's okay. And you don't need to, you don't need to fix someone always. You just let them be and just show them that you're there and you try to take the journey together. Yeah. I think that there's a lot of lines in this particular song that people could go through a therapy session and then have to repeat to themselves at the end of every session, you know, uh, especially the first line like you, yeah. you chose. I mean, that's a very strong and powerful line for somebody to say to themselves, you know, sort of as an affirmation every single day. And I mean, even my lyric uh, could be said the same way, yeah. you know, in that, you know, you don't want to be tough and you don't want to be proud, but you don't need to be fixed and you do not need to be found. You do not need help from anybody else. You are going to solve your problems on your own. Uh, it's a very, I mean, we all get sort of desensitized a little bit to songs, especially ones that we've heard over and over again. And, you know, when we're talking about the, the early catalog of Kelly's and especially this particular album itself, and we all know the stories of how emotional this album was. And it's so easy to go back and just sing these songs as you're listening to them in the car or wherever you are and not really dive in and really think about the emotion that's behind these songs. Cause yeah, it's easy when you just know the words and you just rattle them off. But man, if you just stop and like, read the words and really dive into each line by line. Ooh, it gets deep. Yeah. Honestly, um, uh, the, the song, honestly, maybe and sober are the three songs of Kelly's that I adore. Honestly, maybe is my number two, like maybe number one favorite song ever, but those three songs I never listen to unless I'm feeling a certain way. And I know yeah. because I, I want to avoid that. I'm guilty. I think everyone's guilty of listening to songs and not thinking of the lyrics and just singing along. I think we're all guilty yeah. of that. 
those are the three songs, Sober Maybe and Honestly, that I want to avoid that. I want to keep yeah. the lyrics alive. I want them to still mean something really deep to me. And I don't want to listen and sing it so much that I just forget why it they brought me into the picture in the first place. So, wow. yeah, yeah, I don't really listen to them unless <laughs> if you ever see me listening to them, you know, I'm in some sort of way. Um, <laughs> but and it's funny because maybe is one of my favorite songs of all time. Top five of mm-hmm. all time by any artist. I listen to it a couple times a year because and maybe I mean, is that would you say that it's it's it is that way because not necessarily because you vibe with the the song itself but more of just the the emotional impact that the yeah, song itself has that and like lyrically that was a song that resonated with me even from when i had the bootleg versions from the addicted tour back in 2006 that i would listen i would listen to that on my ipod every night before we even got the album it was yeah. um and then once i got the album i was like whoa this is like a whole new level i need and i think it's just because it's such like a roller coaster of a song and lyrically it's probably one of my favorite things she's ever written so yeah probably yeah um very cool yeah we just got well said well said ditto all right your your choice next all right i've got i mean i've got my replacement lyric that i'll also share maybe i'll do that one first and then i'll i'll do my last one oh i have three more how did that happen i don't know wait one two i've got just four five six seven eight nine oh i picked 11 damn it i can't count (laughs) okay whatever well i picked a replacement because you chose one of my lyrics Um, this one is, it was, it was kind of my number 11 for a reason. Uh, it was, you know, it was an easy decision to, uh, scratch it out, but it's from you love me. Mm. And the lyric that I chose was you didn't do it for me. And I'm not as dumb as you think you just made me cry while claiming that you love me. That's like very wordy and very like kind of hard to comprehend. Yeah, but at the at the same time, though, again, it's one of those lines that I would not want to be the person that those lyrics are directed towards. It's very complex and very like, but there's a lot of meaning. There's a lot of like, yeah, there's a lot of baggage on that. Yeah, and the the lyric itself was just so heavy that I was just like, dang, like that. Like I legitimately felt bad for who that was directed towards because that that hurts man you know and uh it's just it's it's a powerful lyric and so i i had to write it down i love that um all right so i have one i'm gonna skip because i chose 11 by accident (laughs) (laughs) um i mean maybe i'll give an honorable mention at the end just because i have a lyric i like but i really have nothing to say about it but so we i got i got two more that we can discuss um the first one is from i had a dream um so a lot of people don't like this song. The song gets a lot of hate. Um, and it's it's ironic because the I'm going to say it's a preachy song. It is. Uh-huh. And I don't agree with necessarily all of the lyrics in the song. Um, but there is one lyric that I like. And it's, if you want to preach, be a preacher. If you want to teach, be a teacher. Remember that the footprints you're leaving will tell us all who you really are. And yeah. I love that because whether you're a celebrity or influencer or even if you have any sort of um power it doesn't just have to be like a ceo it can literally just be like you're you're a teacher you are a role model it's just always good to set a good example for anyone even if it's someone that you're it's at your level or yeah. people who 
um, look up to you, it's always good to set a good example. And just remember that, like, not to necessarily have pressure and try to, like, think of everything that you do and having it's important to not be like, okay, I can't do X, Y, and Z because it's going to affect so-and-so. Like, it's important to live your life and just do you. But keep in mind that you don't want to harm anyone and just you want to try to be the best example of the best person you can be. Right. Does that make sense? I like that. Yeah, it makes total sense. So, you know, yeah. I guess for me, a lot of it is if you have any sort of power or um, if you're in any sort of like leadership role, just setting a good example and just like respecting the people that maybe work for you or that um, are fans of yours, something like that. Um, and just not being a total, you know what? Um, yeah, that was really it. Good choice. Thanks. I like that. Thank you. Nice lyric. Thank you. All right. One more for me here. Uh, this one, again, I, I mentioned earlier that this was going to come from piece by piece and it is the song piece by piece. And again, this, you know, kind of goes back to the same reasonings from because of you, why I picked these lyrics. And that is just simply because of how they speak to me. And so, again, you know, we, we've sort of said a couple of times on the podcast today that, you know, your lyrics can definitely be different. Uh, in fact, I would expect every single person who's listening for their list of lyrics to be different because yeah. of how they perceive things. But I remember and I, and this is a humble brag here, but back when Kelly first started to do some publicity for piece by piece, she, um, she released some information about the album on her official website and she had fans, you know, write in questions or, you know, comment on, you know, what song they were most looking forward to hearing or something like that. I can't remember what the exact reasoning was why she was having people write in, but I, I remember writing into the website and saying that I know, uh, I know this, and I think maybe we had heard either the lyrics or something. I, I, again, my memory is really bad about this era, so you'll have to excuse me. But I knew what the song was about because Kelly had put out like some brief descriptions about the songs, yeah. and so she had mentioned that it, you know it's a it was a very heartfelt song about um, you know a parent who's not there anymore. And I wrote in and said, you know, I will, I definitely know I'm going to identify with piece by piece because my dad left me when I was very young and I, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, someday I'm going to be, you know, a better man than he was and all this. And my comment got chosen uh, to be answered, so to speak, by Kelly. Ooh. And they posted it. They posted it to the website. I said, wow, this instantly makes me think of my, my my biological dad. He left me and my mom when I was six months old. My mom had to play the role of both mother and father for me, even though we didn't have everything. We had each other and that was enough. And if I'm interpreting the lyrics correctly, this song may hit home for me more than any other before it. Uh, again, uh, I don't remember exactly if she posted just some of the lyrics or all of the lyrics or what it was, but Kelly responded to this and, and they posted it on her website and she says, Hey, Jeremy. Yeah, you are interpreting the lyrics correctly. I relate and I'm sorry because no matter what, there is just a pain that comes with not having a parent around. Our stories are so common and that makes me so sad. I wrote this song in about 45 minutes. It needed to come out. I don't know how I'll sing it live. Well, that was prophetic. Um, 
But the song has become an important part of my story. And knowing that cool people like you may relate to it makes it worth it. And this is the line that got me. And I'm not kidding you, Pam. I I busted out into tears oh when God. I read this because because I know that I had a little uh, guardian angel speaking in Kelly's ear about this. Um because the last line that she wrote is, and again, this is uh, February of 2015, and she wrote, and the song ultimately has a hopeful ending, and I think you will definitely relate being a new dad. And she put in parentheses, a little birdie told me that. Oh, my God. I'm going to cry. And my, my son had been born about five months earlier. Oh, my God. How the heck did she know that? I have a pretty good idea of how she knows. <laughs> Um, so, and I'll, I'll keep that to myself, but, um, but it was the, but it was the fact that she knew that I was a new dad at that point. Cause obviously in my, uh, thing I wrote and we'll, we'll post that on, on social media so you guys can all see it. Cause it was, it was on her official website for a while until they changed it all out. Um, but that meant so much to me that, you know, she and I sort of had this shared experience, um, in life that is very unfortunate. And, you know, she spoke lyrics that, that really meant a lot to me. And I, I just realized I haven't even read the lyric yet. Uh, the lyric that I, uh, the lyric that I pulled said, I made something of myself and now you want to come back, but your love, it isn't free. It has to be earned back then. I didn't have anything you needed. So I was worthless. And the reason I picked that lyric is because when I was about 14 years old, my dad reappeared in my life. In fact, he, he, uh, you know, my, my mom and I, we lived here in Iowa for pretty much my entire life. And when my dad, my biological sperm donor, uh, when he, um, when he left, he split down to Florida. And then he came back when I was about 14 years old because his uh, dad was not doing well health wise. And so he was coming to kind of, you know, do sort of the goodbye visit. And he decided that it would be a great idea for the two of us to connect. And he, uh, you know, he did the whole thing that like dads who have not been there for their kids do. He took me out for a weekend. He bought me all kinds of shit that I didn't really need or want, but now I got and all this like, stuff because my dad a stranger. Yeah. Well, and at first I was like, yay, dad's back. Yay. Um, and then I remember hearing him and my mom argue uh, when he when he dropped me off at home one night and she just said, you know, you can't buy his love. You know, you, you can't make up for the last 14 years oh that you God. missed. And I was just like, dang. Yeah, she's right. Like he just bought me a bunch of crap just to buy me a bunch of crap. <laughs> you so know, that he would look like the good guy yeah yeah and that's exactly the words my mom used too she was just like you know you can't come in here and swoop in and be the good guy you're not the good guy and i will say that i didn't see him again until about three years ago and i'm in my i'm in my 40s now so um so yeah so again the song piece by piece really really speaks to me and i mean it is it is my life experience. Uh, you know, if I could have written a song, I would have wrote piece by piece. What was that like so, see, seeing her perform it live? Um, it was hard because, you know, I, I tried to not put my own personal experience into a song when I'm seeing it live. I mean, I know, you know, those, those thoughts are going around in my head. 
and it sounds weird, but I was kind of rooting for her every time I saw her sing that song because I'm just like, this is going to be the night. She's going to get through it. She's going to do it. She can do it. She can get through this song. And every time it, you know, she broke down. And so, and, but at the same time, there was something so disarming and so charming about her having that reaction that you couldn't help, but, you know, feel for her. So it, uh, it was a, it was a surreal experience, but I, I'm glad that I got to sort of have that little sort of small experience yeah. with her because of that song. It's kind of like, you know, going back to a couple weeks ago when we spoke about the Mayan Bialik interview, it's really like, obviously I don't want to see her upset, but it, when, you know, when she's singing piece by piece and not able to get through it, it really humanizes yeah. her. And it's really refreshing when celebrities or any public figure are humanized and not just like, oh, my life is perfect all the time. It's nice sure. because that's what a, a lot of it is. And it sucks because it's not real life. Um, that's pretty much social media in general. It's a big highlight reel. So it's it's really nice when people are able to use their platform for a relatable and good reason. So I'm mm-hmm. sorry it happened to you. I'm sorry it happened to her. But I'm glad that you have sort of an outlet and a way to connect with someone that you really admire over something shared. Does that make yeah. any sense? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no, and yeah. thank you for that. That's that's very kind of you to say. Yeah. Well, my lyric is not nearly as meaningful. My <laughs> life is not nearly as meaningful. Top that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know how to get how to transition from that. Um, all right. I'm going to give my runner-up. My runner-up lyric is... Just one of those lyrics that you don't really know why you like it, but I just, it always resonated with me. It kind of is similar to the uh, maybe, the talking about maybe. It's from Hear Me. It's I'm restless and wild. I fall, but I try. I need someone to understand. It's, it's, it's kind of similar in terms of like, you don't necessarily need someone, like you have a lot going on, you have a lot of issues. You don't necessarily need someone to fix you. You just need the support. You just need yeah. it the empathy and someone to someone who's going li- to like listen to you. So I've always loved that yeah. lyric, but that's kind of my runner up. My last one is from sober. Another one from sober. It's I won't worry about my timing. I want to get it right. No comparing second guessing. No, not this time. That's a really deep line or two yeah. lines. Um, kind of, as I mentioned before, you know, a lot of there's a lot of pressure from society to do things on a certain timeline. You must graduate college at 22. You must get married by 26. You must have your kid first kid before 30. Like all these like very like arbitrary things that a lot of society are just kind of like you need to do this. But it's it's important to kind of remember that like do things on your own timeline. And I mean I'm guilty of always like questioning myself, being like. Should I be at this being here at this point in my life? Like, why is everyone else doing other things when I'm stuck here? And it's hard to not, you know, again, social media does not help. And especially for anyone who's younger that's listening, who really grew up with social media, myself included, um, who has had social media since you were middle school or even younger. Yeah, it's really hard to not compare yourself to everything and everyone that you see online. Being like, oh, everyone's at a different point in their lives. Why am I falling behind? So it's, a nice reminder to just be like you do you as long as you're not harming anyone as long as and as long as you're happy just continue on your path and something good will happen so 
Yeah. Um, I got to keep telling myself that all the time because, yeah. you know, everyone, I feel like, you know, everyone is like that no matter where you are in your life. You could have everything that's on paper, like you could have everything checked off, but you're miserable. You know, so yeah. you just have to kind of do you. And I've always really enjoyed this. So it's another one of those songs or those lyrics that did not resonate with me when I was younger. And as I've gotten older and have gone through more stuff, I'm like, oh, I get it too much. Yeah. So yeah. that's my last line. So I hope you guys enjoyed uh, Therapy Hour with Jeremy and Pam. My, I mean, my God. <laughs> Jeez. It's like the most emotional episode we've ever done. And we didn't even really intend it to be that we way. Did, well, I, I, I kind of had a feeling it was going to happen because I was like, God, I'm choosing the most depressing lyrics. But yeah. I find sometimes the most honest and depressing lyrics sometimes are the most meaningful. Not always. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's important that... You know, again, as I said at the beginning, like the big reason why a lot of us are fans of hers is lyrics. Um, a lot mm-hmm. of it's melody. And you know, I remember Erin saying she became a fan because she liked Kelly's personality. And lyrics is another thing. And the voice. Like, they're all different components about music in artists that are reasons why we're fans. So this is just one awesome component. And uh, Michelle, fantastic topic idea. When Jeremy brought this yes. up to me, I was like... Are we going to have enough to talk about for an episode? Clearly, we did. <laughs> yes, we, we did. did. Clearly, we did. Um, yeah, and and my sort of my last thought on on the lyrics is that in a day like now, you know, it, it seems like the emphasis on a quality crafted song by pop singers are getting fewer and fewer uh, far between. Uh, you know, you just don't have the emphasis on a really solid song lyrically. I mean, I think that people like Taylor Swift are doing it really well. Uh, I think that Carrie Underwood does it well. Olivia uh, Rodrigo, shout Olivia out to my girl, Rod- I mean, Olivia. So yeah, good. Olivia Rodrigo does it very, very well. Um, you know, Marin Morris does it well. You know, where we're talking about country artists. Um, there are, you know, there's still some artists out there who are killing it in the lyric game. And I, I put Kelly up there as well, even though, you know, she obviously doesn't write every single lyric that she sings, you know, she still says that she has to feel it. She has to identify or, or be able to tell that story in some way yeah. that's relatable. And so, you know, we can still say for all intents and purposes that these are, you know, her words. And I, I think it's great to just stop sometimes and really appreciate what is really the hardest part of the entire song is the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, it's, if you don't have quality lyrics, you don't have a good song. And thankfully, you know, we have a lot of really good songs to choose from. And so again, you know, put that as another notch as to, you know, why we're such big fans and, and why we, you know, support her the way that we do. Because, you know, if, if she was writing trash lyrics, you know, she, first of all, she wouldn't have the length of the career that she's had. And I don't think that there would be a whole lot of extra talk about her. Yeah. Uh, so. Props to to Kelly for, you know, either writing and or choosing uh, excellent lyrics uh, for the songs that she sings. That being said, we want to know what are your favorite lyrics? And that's a pretty loaded question because you probably have a lot of different lyrics and a lot of different reasons. So feel free to just spam us with as many thoughts (laughs) as you have. I love to read them Um, because as Jeremy said, everyone's going to have different answers. And I think that's really cool. Um, so yeah, for sure. As usual, you can find us on all the social medias at Miss Into Podcast. 
email us at missintopodcast at gmail.com and rate us and review us on Apple. I'm going to keep saying it because it means <laughs> a lot. And we appreciate you guys for listening. And yes, yeah, this was a fun episode. It was. I like doing and- these episodes in the evening because I'm more awake and I can talk more. <laughs> Jeremy's like, I'm going well, to bed now. <laughs> and speaking of fun episodes, you guys, next week, probably the biggest episode that we have done yet, our guest is going to be musical director Jason Halbert. I'm so excited. Yes. Uh-huh. And we've been uh, pouring through your guys' questions. Excellent, excellent questions. It's going to be hard to narrow it down to the few that we're going to give to him. But uh, thank you all for your questions that you submitted. We cannot wait for you guys to hear our conversation with musical director Jason Halbert. That, again, is going to be next week's episode here on Missing the Podcast. Awesome. And uh, I think that about wraps it up. Um, God, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, my God, I need a drink now. Right. (laughs) All right. um, We will talk to you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye, guys. You've been listening to Miss Indie Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Indie Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to missindiepodcast at gmail.com. 